they're not motivated, they're not self-driven to perform. And so what I say to clients is let's have a look at the people who aren't performing and do they fit the mold of a comfort seeker? And if the answer is yes, we need to action exiting them from the business immediately. And I mean immediately. Okay, so hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Ignite podcast. My name is Josh Stone. I'm the founder of Ignite Coaching and I work specifically with our business owners in the engineering industry to help them grow and scale their businesses. So today I want to walk you through what to do if your team aren't performing. So I'm fresh off a, a training call from one of my boardroom clients. So again, I get a lot of my material for these podcast episodes through through conversations and trainings and experiences that I'm having with all of my clients in boardroom. And so one of my clients has a, a team of about four and you know they're really getting quite frustrated that their team aren't performing so well. And you know they're finding that they're having to work 60, 70, 80 hour weeks to not only do what they need to do as a business owner, but also to review and pick up the slack of people on their team who they're paying good money to, to actually, you know, get work out the door that is of the standard that they expect. And so this is obviously not what you want as a business owner. You want a team around you of high performers and people who are inspired, motivated, do great work, and that you can largely leave to be autonomous apart from obviously, you know, touch points throughout the week and project briefings and that sort of thing. But you want to hire people who are good at what they do, are inspired and motivated and that who can, you know, run, run things themselves. And so I guess what I want to explore with you today is some of the things that we explored on this training call with my particular client. And I guess the first things first, which is, and this can sometimes be a, a downfall of business owners, is that we expect our staff to do the same hours as us. And we expect our staff to have the same level of passion as us for the business. And don't get me wrong, you can definitely recruit people and build people into your team and business that are passionate, inspired, motivated, work over time, all those sorts of things because they are high performers, not comfort seekers. And we're going to go into those details in a second. But that that taps out at a certain point too. Like obviously as business owners, this is our baby. Like this is the thing that we took all the risk to start and to to foster and to nurture and our clients are really important to us and our clients mean the world to us and you know we we often start this business and we're just inspired we're working nights weekends you know we are we are doing all things in the business and obviously as i talk to my boardroom clients that is not sustainable either but you know we really we go above and beyond for our business because it's our baby and so we often put unconsciously we're like, well, I'm working this hard. I want my team to work this hard. I've hired you and it's, you know, it's a privilege to work in my business, which it is. And some of the biggest benefits of sort of small and medium-sized businesses are when, when employees come from big corporates and that sort of thing, and they get to work with you, the business owner, you know, that's a big selling point because they get to work alongside you. You know, you're the person who's at the peak of their career. They've, they've built a business going well. They're working with amazing clients and, you know, it's a privilege for people in the industry to work with you. Don't get me wrong, 100% agree with that. But like a downfall is that we place these expectations on our staff to, to go above and beyond and to work 80 hours and to, 
to be perfect and to deliver it how exactly how you deliver it in your head and these sorts of things. And so that's kind of the first place I start when a client comes to me and says, you know, my team aren't performing. I'm like, well, okay, let's have a look at the expectations that you're placing on your team and your staff. Are you expecting them to work the same number of hours as you? Are you expecting them to export or provide the same quality of work as you? And yes, you can train your team, all those sorts of things. We'll get into that in a second. But there is sometimes, and that's the first place I start, unrealistic expectations that business owners are placing on their staff. And so if you've answered yes to those questions, maybe you need to revisit or reset the expectations that you have for your staff because they've got a family, they've got lives, they want to do other things, and that's totally fine. But if you answered no, in terms of you don't place those expectations on your staff, let's go into that a little bit further. So one of the things that I immediately look for is have you hired comfort seekers into your business? And so comfort seekers, as a general rule, are culture killers. They are slackers. They are there to collect a paycheck, do the bare minimum, do the basic things of what's required for them. Don't go above and beyond. As soon as you exit the, as soon as you exit the building or um, hop off that team's call or anything like that, they're not motivated. They're not self-driven to perform. And so what I say to clients is let's have a look at the people who aren't performing and do they fit the mold of a comfort seeker? And if the answer is yes, yes, we need to action exiting them from the business immediately. And I mean immediately. And I'll go into why. Because that, like I said, they are culture killers. And if you have comfort seekers and high performers in your business, and high performers by definition are people who have, you know, They've got amazing personal pride in the work that they do. They go above and beyond. They want to make a difference. They love, you know, handling your client relationships. They want to make a career for themselves. They want to make a name for themselves. They are autonomous. They're hungry to learn. They're always going above and beyond. When you exit the building or jump off the team's call or Zoom call, they keep working. You don't need to watch them. You don't need cameras trained on them or anything like that. They are just amazing at what they do. And high performers, you can pick from grads through to very senior people in terms of their mentality and how they approach work. They have a growth mindset, meaning they're always wanting to learn, grow, evolve, get better. Whereas comfort seekers have a fixed mindset, meaning, oh, well, who I am right now, I ain't getting any better. So just, you know, take me or leave me kind of thing. So if you have comfort seekers in your business and high performers, a couple of things will happen and you leave the comfort seekers in place, a couple of things will happen. One, the high performers look at the comfort seeker and go, why am I doing 60 hours a week when that person's doing 30? Why would I go above and beyond for this business owner when that, that person over there gets paid exactly the same as me? Yes, people talk about salary. Gets paid exactly the same amount as me. I'm just going to downplay or downgrade my output to be the same as that person and just kind of kick back and have a cruisy existence. And so what happens is comfort seekers are never going to come to the level of a high performer but sometimes high performers go, you know what, why should I bother? I'm just going to drop my output to that of a comfort seeker. And so instead of having a business that was going to half okay with half comfort seekers and half high performers, you got a business of all comfort seekers. The other thing that happens is, is high performers look at comfort seekers and go, well, the business owner is doing nothing about that person. 
I can't stand working with them. They've got zero work ethic. They're just a slacker. They're producing awful work. I'm out of here. Like, this is not what I signed up for. This is not the culture that I wanted. I want to be pushed and tested and driven. And I want to learn new things all the time. I don't want to sit around with someone who's just happy to eat donuts, drink coffee and sit, and sit at the computer and, and, you know, produce half the output that I am. I'm out. And so they're two very, very good reasons why if you've got a comfort seeking in your business, you need to exit them immediately. And so, yeah, that's why comfort seekers will bring down the performance of your team very, very quickly. And you need to exit them as soon as you possibly can. You then want to look at, okay, well, how do I stop that happening again? If you've had an experience of comfort seekers in your business, if you had the experience of poor performing culture, maybe you're having it at the moment as you're listening to this episode, you need to put a process and a system in place for ensuring that you hire high performers only as you move forward. And so what that looks like is a very strict recruitment criteria because a lot of the times we just hire the first person that comes through the door or first person that's got the credentials that check out and the first person that, you know, says they can do certain things. We don't go into much more detail than that. Whereas with my clients in boardroom, we go through such a strict recruitment process that yes, you're reducing your odds of, of, of number of applicants and number of candidates, but you but that's fine. Like you want to weed out the comfort seekers and only encourage high performers to, to apply for your role and eventually be hired in your business. And so, you know, there's so many things that we could talk about here, but really it's a strict kind of process of, you know, when the ad goes up or you're talking to the recruiter, you've got a very strict criteria, you word the ad. So from a psychology point of view, you word the ad to only attract high performance. So you talk about high performance culture, you talk about getting out of outside of your comfort zone, being pushed, learning really quickly, those sorts of things, because those words will deter a comfort seeker from applying because they're like, that ain't me. That's That sounds like it's a too, too hard a culture. Whereas high performers are like, hell yeah, like I want to be part of that culture, I want to learn and grow and do good things you know, take me to that next level. And so you've got then an immediate kind of interview with people who are apply, who seem to be screen candidates. You immediately have like a five or 10 minute phone call with them really quickly because the market at the moment is hot. And you just talk them through. You've got a whole bunch of questions. Tell me why you applied for the role. What makes you a great fit for the role? What makes you think, you know, you know, you would add to the culture of this business? Like really kind of hard hitting questions just to find out the caliber of person that's applied. If they pass that, I then go to a second round in-person or online interview where, again, it's 40 minutes to an hour long and it's a lot of, you know, questions around that sort of stuff. And again, like I've got a whole blueprint here. I'm just kind of going through this quickly, a whole blueprint for everyone in my boardroom pro program to follow in terms of how to recruit high performers. But we're just going through the, the, the steps here. You must do a technical assessment. So you're very clear with them going into that longer interview that should you pass the initial sort of half hour to 45 minutes, we will then bring a technical person in and you will sit with that technical person and do a technical assessment of your capabilities. And the reason for that is I have worked with so many business owners who have done what we've just talked about, done the two-stage interview, and we'll talk about personality profiling in a second. And then they've got the person bottom on seat in the office and they cannot do what they said they would do. 12D designer doesn't know how to draw draw roads in or do bulk earthworks or anything like that or you know senior technical person doesn't know how to write reports or can't do the calculations 
that's very hard to exit that person out of the business. And when you've just got them in and made a big deal about this new person coming into the business, do a technical assessment, regardless of the role that you're applying for, even if it's admin person, technical assessment of Word, Excel, have them answering phones, test them on that sort of stuff, their demeanor, like all those sorts of things to make sure that they are the right person in those conditions to, and that they perform in those conditions for you and your business. You want to do a personality profile too. Right back at the start, before you even start the process, profile the role. If the ideal candidate walked in the, in the door tomorrow, what would he or she look like? What are their personality traits? What are their strengths? What are their work-ons? What are their values? What are their attributes? Get really clear on that ideal person before you even go to market. That way, when people start to apply and you start to meet people, you're not then swayed to go, oh, yeah, they're kind of okay. No. As you start to shortlist your candidates, you profile them. You get them to fill out a personality quiz. And I've got one for all my clients to use. You fill out a personality quiz. And are they a match? Are they not? And you have to be ruthless here. You can't get allow your emotions or any of those sorts of things to sway your judgment. Match or no match. Yes or no, based on whether they match the profile of the ideal candidate for that role. And then you go into the offer process and all that sort of thing. But you have to follow that. And that is making sure that you only hire high performers into the business. And so the final thing I want to talk about is making sure that the people who are in roles are in roles that match their personality style. So again, I do a lot of work with my clients on, okay, let's look at your org chart. Let's look at all the positions in your business. Let's have a look at the the strengths, the personality traits, the values of an ideal person fulfilling each of those roles in your business. Now let's actually look at the person who is in that role and are they suitable? Are they suited to hold that role in your business? And I've actually worked with clients where we've actually swapped people around in, in the business based on, oh, that person's actually wrong for that role, but that would be great for this role and vice versa. And if you can get people based on their personality style, strengths, work-ons, values, attributes, that sort of thing, playing in roles that are suited to their personality style in the business, it is such a high-performing culture because everyone's doing stuff that they love. They're doing stuff that they're good at. They're being challenged. They're high performers. They're not comfort seekers. And you just watch your team culture and your team performance go through the roof. So again, that's sort of some of the things that I talk to my client about in this, in this training call about why his team is not performing so well at the moment. And these are some of the things that he's going to work on in his business and implement to make sure that his culture goes up and his team performance goes up as well. Yeah, team, that was a lot. That was a big download in terms of the process to follow. I hope that's been helpful. If you need some help implementing this in your team or your business, or you need some help in general growing and scaling your business, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to have a chat, catch up with you and see how I could help. But, uh, but that's it for me today. Have an amazing day. Hi there. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did. Don't forget, if you'd like some help growing yourself, your team, or your business even faster, head over to my website, www.coachignite.com for more resources. We'll book in a call and we'll map out a plan together for you to move forward with confidence. Don't forget also to hit the subscribe button so you get notified about future episodes. Take care, my friends, and see you again soon.